Welcome to the Wellspring Church Podcast. We're an international church family who wants to see Jesus' love transform communities. This recording is a sermon from our Sunday service and will take you deeper into the Bible in a real and relevant way. There are many times in life that we give up and there are many reasons in which and why we give up. But I want to encourage you today that Jesus never gives up loving you. He never gives up loving us. And it's not just a person on your left. It's not just a person on your right. You're not exempt from this. He never gives up loving you. It's not just for what seemingly is the good Christians or the well-behaved ones. Jesus never gives up loving you, all of us. And for all the great reasons you can give for Jesus to be giving up on you, the many reasons I have for Jesus to give up loving me, and yet he never gives up. He always loves. He always looks to us with love. And so today I want to encourage us the same truth about love, the same love about truth. The truth of Jesus never, ever gives up on you. And even when we have the reasons for Jesus to give up on us, he forgives. He is always, always ready to forgive. My question to us today is, how is our love of Jesus? How are we doing with Jesus? And uh, as we've been journeying through the Gospels and uh, journeying through particularly Peter's relationship with Jesus, we're going to pick up the story after Jesus' arrest in the garden. We're going to be looking at what happens with Peter. So if you've got your Bibles with you, you can turn them on, open them up to John chapter 19. Oh, sorry, John chapter 18, and we'll go from verse 15. And I've got a friend situated somewhere in the audience who's going to be Simon Peter. So it's time to turn on the microphone, and uh, he's going to share what Peter says. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus because this disciple was known to the high priest. He went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard, but Peter had to wait outside at the door. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back, spoke to the servant girl on duty there, and brought Peter in. You aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you? She asked Peter. Woman, I don't know him. It was cold, and the servants and officials stood around the fire they had made to keep warm. Peter also was standing with them, warming himself. Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple where all the Jews come together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby slapped him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest, he demanded. If I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? 
Then Anna sent him bound to Cephas, or Caiaphas, the high priest. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there warming himself. So they asked him, you aren't one of his disciples too, are you? Man, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him. Didn't I see you with him in the garden? Man, I don't know what you're talking about. And at that moment, a rooster began to crow. Uh, round of applause for Simon Peter over there. <laughs> Denying Jesus three times. Why are you applauding? <laughs> Thank you very much, Shemi. Let's just recap on Peter, Simon Peter's story so far. And I've got a little image up there for you to see. Obviously, photographic evidence from 2,000 years ago. Uh, there's Peter, Simon Peter, and Jesus. Peter's on the right, if you care about that. And uh, this is the story of Simon and Pete, Simon Peter and Jesus so far. Peter, who was rejected by the other rabbis, who became a fisherman, was personally called by Jesus to follow him and be his disciple. Not only was he personally called to be his disciple, Jesus gave him a new name. He said, Simon, you shall be called Peter, the rock. After some time of journeying with Jesus, Peter had a revelation from God the Father, telling him that Jesus was the Messiah. And so Peter confessed in front of the other disciples, in front of Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. He had special revelation to know that about Jesus. Now, he journeyed with Jesus and experienced many miracles, some we've probably spoken of and heard of. But just to remind you, he was even personally blessed by some of these miracles. His mother-in-law was healed by Jesus. I do take that as a blessing. If, Jane, you're in here, yes, it is a blessing. But Peter not only got to see Jesus perform and do miracles, Peter himself got to experience doing those miracles too. Jesus sent out his disciples in twos, and they went into villages to share about the good news. And Peter witnessed and shared and healed the sick and cast out demons. Peter experienced ministering in the power of Jesus and by the authority of Jesus. And of all the miracles I've mentioned, there's one where Jesus calls Peter to come towards him on the water. Peter walked on the water towards Jesus. And what I find even more incredible is the fact Peter began to doubt and he started to sink. And he called out to Jesus and Jesus saved him. He's literally been saved by Jesus and pulled out that water. On one occasion, Peter, James and John three disciples went up a mountain with Jesus. And there Jesus transfigured before them. He showed his glory from heaven. His face shone bright. His clothes shone like white lightning. And in this place of seeing Jesus like this, Peter also got to hear the voice of the Father in heaven say, this is my son, the one whom I love. Listen 
to him. And on this very night that we read about, where Peter denied Jesus three times, Jesus got down on his knee and he washed Simon Peter's feet. This is Simon Peter. And this is how he responds in this moment to three questions. In fact, this is Simon Peter who has heard about the truth, got to literally know the truth. He got to see the truth in action. He lived with the truth. He lived by the truth. He was even saved by the truth. He was washed by the truth. And yet, he denied knowing the truth. He denied three times knowing Jesus. And yet, Jesus never gave up loving Peter. In fact, we'll talk about it in a bit. In Luke's gospel, on the third denial, Jesus looks directly at Peter. And what it signifies is Jesus already knew and had told Peter, he prophesied to Peter that you would deny me. But I have prayed for you. I have faith. May your faith not fail. And I love this. And when you turn back, encourage your brothers, the disciples also. Jesus never gave up on Peter, Simon Peter, in this horrible moment, times three. Jesus never gives up loving us either. He never gives up. The question we have to ask ourselves after saying all this, why did Peter <laughs> give up on Jesus? And what we have to understand, when you look at the story of Peter, Simon Peter, we see Peter witness Jesus get confronted many times. He's confronted by different people and gets in trouble by different people. But at these times, he seems to avoid it or evade it. Or because he's Jesus, somehow he gets away from these difficult situations. In fact, sometimes he uses them as a confrontation against the religious leaders to put them in their place. So he actually pushes those religious leaders away. You can't do that to me. I am the truth. But yet here... Now think about this for Peter. This is new to Peter. Jesus has been arrested, and not just arrested by some mere people. He's been arrested by Roman soldiers. He's now been brought before the high priest of Israel. Not just some Pharisees, not just some Sadducees, but the high priest and his entourage. And there, Jesus is being picked on. Jesus is being mocked. We read about it. Jesus was even slapped. And then they call Jesus a blasphemer. How would Peter think, this is not the Jesus I've been following. This is not the, Peter, uh, this is not the Jesus I know. This is not how he's supposed to be. And now I'm being associated with this person, this blasphemer. Peter is scared. Peter is maybe even possibly ashamed. And so you can see he's trying to defend himself in front of an audience. No, I don't know him. Three times. In the dark, remember this is at night. In the cold, remember he's warming himself. 
at a distance. Remember, John's gone in, but Peter's left here. In the dark, in the cold, and in the distance, Peter reveals his true self of denying Christ three times. And yet, Jesus, Jesus never gives up loving him. And he looks to him. We've been journeying this Easter, well, coming up to Easter, with the seven I am's of Jesus. And the, the I am that I'm going to share today is when Jesus says, I am the light of the world. The light of the world, I mean, it, it's so lovely, isn't it? It's, it's so appealing. Yet, what we have to recognize is the light of the world, when light shines, it also shines on things that are hidden and reveals. The light of Jesus, although it's love, it reveals what's hidden. It reveals our brokenness. It reveals our fears. It reveals our sin. It reveals our need for a savior. It reveals our need for Jesus to never stop loving us. And so, yes, Peter denied Jesus. And maybe you haven't denied Jesus. Maybe you haven't done it three times. But let's all be honest. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the standard. We've all been in the dark. We've all been in the cold. We've all been distant to Jesus. We've all been distant to the truth. To, see, to, to share that we've been separate from God means we've been separate from the truth. If we haven't been living a truth, what have we been living? A lie. And yet, Jesus never stops loving us. Just want to take a moment. Could you just imagine the look that Jesus gave Peter? Now imagine that look to you. Exposed, shown. He's heard you. He sees you. He knows your faults. And yet, I promise you, although there must have been hurt in Jesus there, because of what he said, he knew this was happening. I'm telling you, it was a look of love. Though you reject me, I'm praying for you. You will turn back to me. And when you turn back to me, encourage the others also. Jesus never gives up loving us. Maybe the light of the world, but maybe today for you, Jesus is simply a glimmer of hope. Look to that glimmer. Maybe Jesus is just the light at the end of the tunnel. Go towards the light. Because the light of Jesus never stops shining. And his love never stops on you. As we continue in the story, Jesus ends up before Pilate. And Pilate, even though Pilate tries to free Jesus, Pilate even gives up. Pilate, the Roman officer, the governor of Judea, he gives up because of the Jews. And he sends Jesus to the death on the cross. Let's read together in verse uh, chapter 19, 28 to 30. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked a sponge on it and put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. 
Many of us may know the term martyr and think of a martyr as somebody who gives up their life for their faith. But I want to make a distinction here. Jesus gave up his life, not for his faith, but because he is the truth. He was an innocent man. Even Pilate thought he was innocent. But he died because not only he spoke the truth, but he is the truth. When I was uh, younger, learning about martyrs, it was easier for me to uh, know of uh, St. Albans. If you know St. Albans, it's just up the road, and there's a massive cathedral there. For Jesus, I hope, but it's called St. Albans. And St. Alban, he was the first Christian martyr in England. He died for his faith, for professing faith in Jesus Christ, and he died because of that. That's what a martyr is. But I found another really cool description for Martin. I want to read this to you because I think this applies much better to Jesus. This is what a martyr is. Historically, a martyr is someone who chooses to sacrifice their life or face pain and suffering instead of giving up something they hold sacred. Jesus died on the cross because he held and he held us sacred. We're so precious to him. We're so loved by him that he wasn't willing to give you up, but he was willing to give his life up so that we could have eternal life with him. This is Jesus, the ultimate sign that he will never, ever stop loving us. He never gives up on us. So why did Jesus die on a cross? It's to pay for our sin. It's to pay for our rejection of God, our rejection of the truth at one time or whatever time. It's a chance for us for when we repent, we are forgiven. We're forgiven of all the wrong we've done and all the stuff that has been done to us and we receive his spirit. When I was, <laughs> when I was a young man, when I was at Bible college in my first year, nearing the end of my first year, I was driving my car in a cinema car park, and I was a bit reckless, all right? I was rushing. I wanted to get there for the trailers and, uh, and my large popcorn, and um, I got into an accident. I got into a crash, and it's quite hard to tell whose fault it was, but nevertheless, my car was damaged. Now, if you look, this isn't my car. This is simply Google Images, because the sad thing is, I didn't have photography on my phone back then. That's how old this was. But here's a car that's been damaged. And I know, I know the insurance pays for that and sorts that out, and it was a bit of a troublesome one. And maybe I didn't conduct myself well. It's my first accident. Yeah, sadly, there's been more. But it was my first accident. And what happened, because I was a first-year student, what I did, uh, hints here, David, what I did was I went traveling. And when I went traveling, I eventually came back. And when I came back, my dad had paid for, not a brand new car, but he paid for a new car for me. Sorry, I should be saying Tim, take notes, not David. Um, I couldn't afford a new car, but the wreckage of the car, the damage of the car was dealt with, but also <laughs> I was given a new car. 
I was given a new mode of transport. I was given a new way of life. This is why Jesus died on the cross, because he never gives up loving us. So no matter the pain you're going through, the difficulty, maybe the results of life aren't how you'd like them to be. Maybe there's been changes and you're not down with the changes. Maybe some things have just been so long. I want to encourage you, don't give up loving Jesus. He is with you. He is for you. He's closer than you think. And he never gives up loving you. Don't give up. Don't give up on the truth. It is the truth that sets you free. Don't give up on his life because without his life, the truth is we're not alive. We're dead. Give in to Jesus' love. Give in to his grace. Give in to his mercy. Jesus gives you forgiveness and a fresh start and a new life with him. We're now going to respond together by taking communion together. And so if I can ask the communion uh, team to bring up the table, we're going to do this together. And so as the table comes, I just want to encourage you to ready your hearts. This meal we're having is a reminder of what Jesus not only did on the cross, but the meal itself is like Jesus writing a new covenant in his blood, saying, I will never stop loving you. I will never give up loving you. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to know more about Jesus, Wellspring Church, or how you can grow with others in faith, connect with us by clicking the link in the episode description or by joining us on Sundays at 9am and 11am in person and online.